0: Welcome to the Home Inspired Podcast, where we discover the power and potential of home. Journey with a community of kingdom-minded moms as we look at the micro-nation of home and the world-changing possibilities within our own four walls. All right, welcome back to the show. (laughs) I have with me my friend, Cindy Glover, who I met... I don't know, less than a year ago, I think. Yeah. Which is just weird because I like you so much. Forever
1: friends. (laughs) We're recording this on Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah.
0: So um, there's that. But um, Cindy is an amazing woman. She is... um, Wife, she makes me laugh like a lot, and I don't know what it is about certain <laughs> people that she just she just has that going for her. But she brings out my silly side. <laughs> um, but she has uh, a do you have her stepdaughter,
1: mm-hmm.
0: stepdaughter, and then three biological kids. Yeah,
1: yeah. and
0: um, she's an amazing mom, and I. Want to know more about her as a mom, but we're not talking about that today. <laughs>
1: That's another day, okay? <laughs> it's <a> little teaser. <laughs> um,
0: but I to to just kind of give a little bit of an intro. Cindy and her husband uh, Brian have just um, faced some incredible uh, trials in the financial side of family and marriage and just walking through that. And so that's really why I wanted to have you on the show. Yeah. So welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So Cindy, just give us like a brief version of your story so we can kind of have some context and yeah, go from there.
1: Okay. So being raised, so as I was a child, so I was raised in a Christian home very sheltered most of my life. Um, I went to the same private school from kindergarten to 12th grade and then I went to Bible college. And so everything was very steady. Yeah. And it was just very churchy and religious and, um, but no regrets. I, I'm very thankful for it. I appreciate it. I think it was amazing. It set a really good foundation for what was to come. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so at Bible college, I really developed my own faith. I questioned a lot of things. And that was where I really found out, do I want to follow what my parents do? Because mm-hmm. I just, I basically had my parents' faith. Sure. I didn't have my own and um, I just did what I was told. And and so there I really developed my own Christian walk. And um, And then that's after that, I went to junior college and Really, that's when my Christian principles needed to really come through strong. And <laughs> <laughs> they did not. Um, and so I really struggled there. Um, but so thankful, again, for the foundation because I was able to realize, okay, I am not living how I'm supposed to. I'm not making wise decisions. And um, just hit a lot of things there, ran into a lot of things that I was not prepared for. Mm-hmm. you know, just worldly things because mm-hmm. I had just lived such a easy, good life. And, um, and so it just really pushed me out of my Christian comfort zone and I didn't make good decisions and I eventually took myself out mm-hmm. of college and, um, yeah. And so I think growing up that way, I, we just tend to put that on our own kids. Like we shelter them from everything. Mm-hmm. We didn't want them to know, you know, anything was wrong. Everything's fine. You know, mm-hmm. I never wanted to cry in front of the kids or anything. Just we have a good life. And, and so <laughs> then God started, things started happening. Our faith started to be tested. And God was like, you need to pull your kids into this. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that's, that's not really what we're supposed to do. Yeah. We're supposed to be strong. And be, like, even all the time with our kids, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't cry in front of my kids. I don't do that. And so Brian and I decided that we were going to do things differently. Mm -hmm. So when our faith started to be tested really big, that...
0: Talk to us, like, a little specifically about that. Okay,
1: so our... um, We had... Malachi was not born. So we had the three girls. Mm -hmm. And Brian had lost his job. Mm -hmm. And he had a really good job. Mm -hmm. And um, so we were very comfortable. Mm -hmm. But he lost that and things just started spiraling down. And what we were just not prepared for, we weren't prepared spiritually. Mm -hmm. We were very dependent on that job, Mm -hmm. very dependent on that money. And um, God just started showing us things like, this is not what you rely on in life. And our worldly mindset was being Changed, yeah. And so we uh, lost our house and ended up having to move in with my brother in mm-hmm. Wichita. And so that was our big test of faith, mm-hmm. and that was where God showed us that we needed to bring our kids into this because you okay. obviously can't hide that you right. have that we're moving and we're right. moving into a basement.
0: Right.
1: And um, Malachi was born. I okay. forgot. I forgot about him. Oh, whatever. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it because I had a baby. So <laughs> yeah, um, you just block out some things. So uh, Malachi was a baby. Okay. And so we moved in to my brother's basement, six of us. Wow. And, um, and he was just a little baby. And so we decided to sit down with the girls and tell them, okay, so this is what's happening. God's taking us through this season, this time. And... We really needed their faith. We needed their childlike faith to pray with us. And so we, instead of trying to hide everything and running to the garage to cry or something that I, it was okay to cry in front of them. And, you know, I didn't, we still didn't want to burden them. You know, we don't know what we're going to do. We wouldn't say that, but it was okay. We are really praying to God. We are really believing Mm -hmm. that God's going to do something big here. And I know it looks bad. And I know this is hard, but God has a plan Mm. and we wanted them to start, um, having their own walk at such a young age. I thought it was so important to see God, not as just God who we pray to every night in heaven, this big God, but he's our father. He's our provider. Um, he's our friend. He, we can come to him no matter what. And he's going to listen and that they can have that intimate relationship with Him. So yeah. that was huge for us to tell them. And so we would say, you know, right now we need to pray for food. So let's pray to mm. God for food. And so we would pray. And then a church, would they brought us boxes of food that day. Wow. You know, and, and I would tell Lily, okay, we need to pray for a school. What school are we going to put you in now that we're in Wichita? Because we always lived in Heston and it was small. There was one school. Easy. That's yeah. what school you go to. And now we're in wichita and i was like i don't know what to do so we were praying she was a kindergartner and i was like lily let's pray let's pray where does god want you to go because you got to go to school and so then we found a good school and we were able to get in and um we didn't have you know the correct papers because we really didn't have a place of residence Mm -hmm. and um and so the principal said we just want to help you and we just want you to be here and we love your children and so we're just willing to just forego all of that. Wow. And so Lily as a kindergartner was able to see God move through that way. Yeah. And so I just think it was it's so important that we involved her before with the problem, during when it was praying, and then after seeing how God was answering that prayer. Yeah. And so it's just it's made the girls flourish. Wow. And to see how powerful their prayers are. yeah. And they're praying for healing. And so it's just been so amazing because they, they truly believe it because that's all that they've known. Yeah. You know, as adults, it's hard to come in and, well, I'm going to pray for this and hopefully God answers. But they're already, their mindset is so kingdom mindset. Like mm-hmm. God loves us. He cares for us. I love him. He knows that this is important to me. And I know my prayers are powerful. Wow. So it's just been... That was huge for the kids. And so that's what we wanted to do a little differently was not to shelter them, which I don't think is wrong. But in our situation, we did feel God clearly say, involve the kids. They need to know what's going on. And so it's just been really good for them.
0: Yeah, I think like um, showing the kids, showing our kids that we do struggle. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never been through anything like that, but like on a very small level, I was having a really bad day. (laughs) And I was like, Judah, I need Jesus right now. Like bad. Like I am so crabby and I'm sorry. And he goes, mom, do you know that Jesus lives inside of you? And I was like, you know, it's powerful for him to be able to comfort me. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it was like, there was like God in his words, you know? Yes. And I'm like, I'm like, you're right, buddy. Like, that's true. Thank you.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. But just,
0: um, yeah, like that they are able to contribute mm-hmm. in that way.
1: And know that what they're saying matters. And yeah. it's not just, okay, yeah, thanks. And then they go on and play. Right. But that they are saying things that matter. And I need to hear those things. And they know it. And, you know, mm-hmm. so it's 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 important. And there's not this huge, like, valley in between us or this chasm in between right. us that, oh, you're just a child. It
0: brings connection. And, yeah. And in a real way, they're more faith giants than we are.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
0: I mean, they need maturity, right? But, like, they just believe. Yeah. Like, for healing or whatever. Yeah. It's just no big deal to them. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so cool. Okay. So, what would you say um, your expectation was when you did get married? Was it that you would have kind of a comfortable life? Or was it... Did you know that there was going to be all this, you know, up and down and all this stuff? No. You're like, I don't know. I don't know if I would have (laughs) married. him.
1: No. I I never had big expectations. Like, I want to be rich. I want to have a big house. It was never that money was never a big deal to me. Um, I'm more about fun experiences. Let's do this together. Like, I did expect that. And we're working on that. And um, But Brian has always wanted to be the provider. And so he would have a job and while in that job, be looking for a better job. Mm. And then get that better job and then continue looking for a better job that pays more money. And so it was just... This cycle of, I need to make more money. I need to have this so we can have mm-hmm. nice things. And and it consumed him. Mm. And so when he lost that job, that was a huge point for him where he was very low and and depressed. But he allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to him. Mm-hmm. and And so God was just working in him so much that instead of the time that he would have been working... He just spent studying and just filling himself with, Mm. um, you know, just the Bible and just praying. And so that was a huge spiritual turning point for him. Mm. And he was then taught how to be the spiritual leader of the home and transferring or like transforming his mind from the worldly mindset to a kingdom mindset, Mm. which is I am not the provider, Mm. but God is the provider. And can't hold that. I can't just carry that burden constantly because mm. jobs can be taken away at any moment, you know, yeah. and it's something that we just can't rely on, but we can always rely on God mm. knowing that he's going to provide for us. Yeah. And even though it looks awful from the outside and from from the natural point of view, that I would say every time it's been really awful looking on the outside, whatever season we're in or situation, that is when we have been spiritually flourishing, mm. like just growing. And so some days we don't even notice, you know, what we're living in mm-hmm. or just the situation we're in because we're, we're filled with so much joy inside and mm. so much excitement of what God's doing. So we can't even, it's, we just can't even see what we're in. Mm-hmm. And some days we can, and it's hard, mm-hmm. but God reminds us, I'm in control, I'm taking care of you. So yeah. So does that answer that question? Yeah. Okay.
0: So do you think that there's a connection between the the low moments in life and the spiritual flourishing? Like, is it just, it? can you talk to, speak to that a little bit? Like, is it just like, well, we have no other option now. Yeah. Like, it's just God. So, and God, we're, we're like clinging close to you. Yes. Kind of, yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. Because... I would say most, 100% of the time, when we had absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. even if we had $5 in our pocket, and we felt like we were supposed to give that to church or give it to somebody, it was easier to give that than it is to give 200 when we have thousands. You know, like it was just, it was so much easier because, well, what, am, what else are we going to do? We have to completely rely on you. So sure, you can have this because I'm relying on you anyways. So take everything we have. Mm-hmm. And there's been lots of times where it's just, okay, God, whatever you want to do, I will do it because I don't know what else to do. I don't know where we're going to go from here. So if you want to move us out of this place, then we'll move or, you know, mm-hmm. wherever we're supposed to go, we'll just do it. Wow. And it's, it is absolutely easier to do it when you have nothing mm-hmm. because you just, your mind is just transformed transforms into what God wants and Mm -hmm. it's just it's been eye-opening yeah definitely
0: so like your your situations so so do you want to continue telling your story kind of your journey sure um would you do that
1: just so people kind of know um so after we lived with my brother for three months and um then we had to leave because it's, it's a lot to take in a family of six. Sure. And um, so we had to leave and we had no idea where we were going to go. We had a U-Haul full of our belongings and uh, we were just praying, okay, God, wow. again, we have nowhere else to go. So send us wherever you want because what are we going to do? Now,
0: are you mad at this point? Are you like crying? Like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> um, are you handling
1: yourself? I am not mad, but crying. Okay. So, uh, uh, I had prayed specifically that there would be no anger in my heart. Yeah. I didn't want any anger against a family member, and it never even entered when I thought it would. When I thought, oh, this is where I'm going to get really mad, it didn't. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Holy Spirit just blocked it completely mm-hmm. and just gave me love and understanding. And was
0: Brian mad? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> he was mad. And, um, you know, but he, he just felt he had so much more, you know, people were looking at him in a way like, what are you doing? Why are you putting your family through this? And there's just so much more on his back than mm-hmm. there was. I mean, there was a lot on mine, but, you know, he's a, a father and um, the man, and he just he had a lot more responsibility, and he just felt really bad. And um, But, again, God showed him, I am in control, and I will take care of you. Do not worry about what man says. And that's been a huge thing even still today. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't worry what man says about you, that I am your defender and I will take care of you and you will come out on top of this, this season, we will come Mm -hmm. out and and it'll be amazing. And so after we left with our U-Haul and um, some friends from our church paid for a week at an extended stay motel. And so we went there. We were excited. Well, we were excited that we had some place to stay. The kids thought it was like a vacation. And and so we tried to make it kind of like that. And um, we were there. And it was rough. It was rough people. And I just kept thinking, why in the world are we here? We've tried to do everything correct. We've, we've read, we've prayed, we've trusted. And um we've been listening. Why are we in this motel with these type of people? you know why are why are we homeless? and um and you know, what are we doing wrong? Just kept thinking, what have I done wrong to be here and and just looking still looking at people lower than me and that was a huge turning point for me that God was saying, you are here with them. you know, what makes you any better than them And so it was, It was huge for me to see, okay, we are all in this same spot together. I don't know why they're here. They don't know why I'm here. We all have our own story. Why am I judging them? Mm -hmm. And I'm here to be a light and to be loving. And um, the kids still had to go to school. So we would wake up every morning early and we'd get on the elevator and go down. And every morning we were on the elevator with the same prostitute and... And I was just like, God, why is this happening? I'm praying protection over my children every night. And yet we get on an elevator with this woman every single morning. Mm. And my girls are seeing half of her naked body and thinking, and I'm, you know, they're not, but in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, that's how we should dress as girls. And they're thinking all these terrible things. But God showed me, I am protecting your children. I am using you and your children to be a light to this woman. Mm. And she is seen what a mother and a daughter relationship wow. is. And she is seen. look at these, look at these people. They're being kind to me. They're saying hi to me. And she loved the girls every morning and mm-hmm. they would always say hi to her. And, and it was just, I'm here to love on these people. And I am no better than these people. And they don't see me as better because we're all in the same situation. And so we were able to communicate Without them thinking that I thought I was better than them. Because yeah. we're all living in the same, same place. place. Yeah. So it was really eye opening like, okay, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. This is what my kids are supposed to be doing to be loving on the world. And, and even in public school, we prayed about private school is that we would love for them to be in private school. But God has said they need to be right now, they need to be in public school so they can love on the world and be a light to all Mm -hmm. these kids, and we were to be a light at that motel, and we were there for a month, and yeah, but the girls don't remember, they don't remember that lady at all, so that was God reminding me, I'm still protecting them, I I can use them to be a light and stuff, and not let their minds be tainted by the world, and so that was, because that was huge for me, I just didn't, I just didn't want their minds and their little eyes to be ruined, you know, and to think thoughts about that. But yeah, I think about that lady often Mm -hmm. and how much she changed. She affected me, hopefully, you know, as we affected her in a positive way, but she really showed me, I mean, this is why we're here. We're not here to just live in a really nice house and just live comfortably. Mm. We're here to love on the world. And he's using our family specifically to live with them. And to show them love while we're, while we're in the same spot. So, wow. And I know it's not for everybody. I know right. that not everybody is called to do that. But we were, and that is where we were at during that time. And I'm thankful for it. And that's also, in the hotel room, was also where all three girls accepted Jesus into their heart. Wow. So at that moment, I knew this is where we're supposed to be.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, if we were at a house, we would be busy. I would be busy doing things, but we had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. We had just a bed to sit on and talk, and that's what we did. And so the girls were all sitting on Brian's lap, and they were just reading a Bible story, asking questions, and then they said, well, we want to accept Jesus into our heart. And I remember taking a picture of all them just sitting on his lap, and wow. I was like, thank you. This is This was it. it wow. You know, if that's the only reason, this was totally worth it. But yeah. it wasn't. You know, God used a whole bunch of other things while wow. we were there, but... That was huge.
0: So do you think that this, um, because I can just imagine someone else being in your shoes and not being able to see God's activity, you know, in, in the midst of all the stress and all the pressure. Do you think that you can attribute that to your strong foundation? You know, that you are able to draw from that and pull it into like, all the scripture and all the or what what would you attribute that to like was it that you had been trained to go to God and talk to him and get perspective from him or
1: do you know what I'm yeah. asking yeah um i'd say it unknowingly it was that foundation i don't ever think i truly thought oh i'm i'm getting through this because of how i was raised um but i do think that 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 helped a lot, but I grew so much in those times that learned things that I never even knew before. So I just really think God was just showing us so many new things. And God is so good because he was so consistent with just answering prayers or showing us amazing things to get us through the next day, to get us through that week. You know, it wasn't like we had a month of nothing. Yeah. He just consistently was showing us little things. You can do this. Look at this amazing time that you just had with your family, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so, but yes, I do think that that foundation was also a part of it because I've always known God's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. This isn't a wasted time. We're not here to just waste a month of our lives and just try and survive through it.
0: Survive, yeah.
1: And, but that we're going to thrive through this. and And we did. I mean, that was a huge turning point in our entire family's life. Like, yeah. it was it was huge for all of us. And, and the girls look back because we'll talk about it sometimes. And sometimes I cringe like, Oh, I don't want you to talk about that time. And, um, just, you know, the natural part of it. And, uh, but the girls are like, remember when we stayed in the hotel, that was so fun riding on an elevator and (laughs) sitting on the bed with everybody and just all sleeping together. And, this one room, and I was like, well, I'm glad that you look at it like that. <laughs> so, you know, God had a hand in all of that. Yeah. Like, He just, wow, He just was able to switch their eyes to see the good in that. And yeah. so, I think that that helped a lot too.
0: Yeah. I think it was like a rite of passage for your whole entire family.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: as a unit.
1: Yes. And because God has spoken to us about He's going to use our whole family, mm-hmm. He's not just using Brian, mm-hmm. in, or me, or us together, but our entire family. He's going to use mm-hmm. for ministry, mm-hmm. and so the girls' hearts were already changed at that
0: point mm-hmm. in time
1: to love others and to see them mm-hmm. with loving eyes. So,
0: and I think that that's just generally something God is doing, is that He's like putting families as units mm-hmm. in, like a mission field or wherever. For the entire family to minister as you know, as a as a team. Yeah, Yeah. I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yep. So um, we talked some about this, but like your experiences push the boundaries of like the American dream comfort. (laughs) Just a tiny bit. (laughs) Um, you know, comfort is, can be kind of like an idol in our, um, in our culture. So what did you learn about that? What did you, what could you say to someone? What could you say to me? I mean, I feel like, you know, comfort is, I've trusted God for finances, but I am like looking at you and just kind of being in awe because I'm like thinking, oh man, I don't know how I would handle that kind of pressure. Yeah. So, yeah, what would you say?
1: Well, I mean, looking back, I think could I go through that again, even though I've already done it? Could I do it again? And um but I just when you're when you're on the path that God wants you on, it's so fulfilling that and exciting that even though comfort is a huge thing. And and I find myself just with the slightest tinge of comfort, I can get very passive and just comfortable in that. Mm -hmm. Even if, you know, if it's not even in a house, but just even in the hotel, like, oh, we didn't know where we were going to go. Now we're in a hotel. Now we're good, you know? And (laughs) no, that's not okay. And so, you know, you just, you're always searching for that and just the littlest Mm -hmm. bit. So, but... Yeah, I think when you're doing what God wants you to do, it's just he's so good and he's never going to just leave us. And so it's just so comforting to know that he has our backs. He wants what's best for us. And so when we go through this time, it's for a purpose. There's a reason in it. There's a reason that we're going through this because we're going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after we were at the the hotel, Brian got a, a job where we lived for free in a brand new home, every bill was paid for. Wow. And so it was everything that we had dreamed of and more. And he worked right next door. I mean, So we always were able to see him. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it wasn't because we had no money. We were, you know, God, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? How do we live in a home or rent or anything? We have no money. And he got a job where they said, you can live for free. We'll pay for every single bill. Just move in. And, you know, that's, that's how we know that that was for a purpose. Our hearts were changed. And so when we moved into this next part was just, we are so, so grateful. Mm-hmm. And, and immediately I got comfortable. <laughs> so I had to fight mm-hmm. that. And how um, do you fight that? Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't at first. Cause you know, I was like, oh, now I can watch TV. Now I can just sit back, relax. Mm -hmm. I don't have Mm -hmm. to worry about things. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself just being kind of lazy in a way that, spiritually lazy, Mm -hmm. like finally we made it. I can just not do anything. I don't have to keep fighting. I don't have to keep praying. In a way that you know, like this these fighting prayers, yeah. and um I can just have good prayers and so so easy, sweet little yeah, like, oh thanks God, yeah, it's a good day and um but I just had I had to be very disciplined every morning, yeah spending time and um, just thanking God I was very I wanted to be very um intentional about being so thankful Mm -hmm. for where he had put us Mm -hmm. for every single thing. Thank you for our beds. Mm -hmm. You know, those things that we didn't have. Mm -hmm. Each child has their own bed, has Mm -hmm. a room, has a bathroom. You know, those things we don't think about, but I was just, I was very intentional on being so thankful and just praising him for everything. Wow. And that really helped me get through being passive with and, and comfortable and getting in a comfort zone of, sweet, we've made it. Yeah. But...
0: No, that's really good because I think that I think that that's like half of my battle a lot of the time is just pushing through passivity and comfort to like actually care about, you know, other people and the rest of the world mm-hmm. and what's going on. You know, I mean, it's like I could just live in my happy little bubble. Yeah. And to stay in my house. Just, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and so it's like I have... I have to rely on the Holy Spirit to wake me up, mm-hmm. you know, on a regular basis. And if I don't have time with Him, then yeah, I don't wake up.
1: It Stop. feels like a day is wasted. Yeah, like what did I do today? What
0: did I do today? I mean, I served my kids. I did some stuff, but like I'm not awake. Like yeah. I'm not a lot a- alive and aware. I mean, I'm a lot. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get yes. like weird theological statements, but. Like, I'm just not, my brain is not engaged with what Holy Spirit is doing, you know? Right. It's just, I'm just, I don't yeah. know where I am. Yeah. Or it's even worse if I'm, like, entitled or, you know, whatever. Like, that's just bad, bad news bears. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> okay, so... Um, how have you and Brian remained strong because I could together through all of this? Because I just can imagine that that would put some strain on a marriage.
1: Yeah. Um, what God really showed me throughout everything is to trust Brian mm. and not to think that he's not listening or he's not reading the Bible enough or he's not praying long enough, wow. but that to trust that he's hearing. From mm. God. And that was a huge thing. And that's something that I still listen okay, let me, for today. Let, let
0: me ask you, was that a process or was that a God told you that, now you have to walk it out, you know, starting today, starting a, on a day?
1: Um, God told me that very clearly. I yeah. want you to trust him. Yeah. Trust that He's he's listening because there would be times when we were struggling and I would look at him and what he was doing and I would think, why is he not praying right now? Why is he, you know, doing sure, this? You're
0: in so much stress. And,
1: but. um, but really in turn, what am I doing? Well, sure. And
0: yeah. so, <laughs> No, I know. But I mean, you just have so much stress. It's like, yeah. What? Get, get us out of here. Yeah. Get us out of here. Yeah.
1: Um, but, and also that to trust myself that I can hear from God too. And I can tell Brian things, mm-hmm. you know, that it's not just all on Brian, mm-hmm. but that is, he is a spiritual leader of the home. But both of us together as a, a marital unit, it was so important for me to step up. And mm. I had relied, I had just ridden on Brian's coattails for a long time. I felt very comfortable if he was reading the Bible and he was studying, then we're gonna coast through, mm. and it's fine if I'm not. And how God showed me how important I was mm. to the team. And um, and so he would talk to me a lot and tell me things and say, "I need you to tell Brian this." He's not hearing, you know, Mm. and not that I couldn't still trust him, but to know that God's, God's got this. You know, Mm. if I do trust Brian that he hears, but if he happens to not because he's really frustrated about something, God's going to tell me. Mm. And he's not just going to let us suffer through this entire thing and waste time, but he's going to get one of us like, listen, now you need to go tell Brian this. And, um, but we really, we saw growth and we saw just, how we were coming together, unifying together. And so seeing that was encouraging. And we fought so much less. We argued. I wasn't wow. offended about everything. Mm-hmm. I was more patient when I used to get offended about every tiny little thing. You mm-hmm. know, even a tone of voice would offend me. And um, so that spirit of offense was no longer in our marriage. Is and that
0: because of the trust? You just is like, Because of, would you attribute that back to the decision to trust him?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think I, yes, I would. Because there's just, you just have to make a choice. You know, am I going to trust you or am I not going to trust you? And I think that's naturally and spiritually. Yeah. And so naturally, yes, I trust you. But spiritually, this is huge. And so if I can make that decision and stick with it, then we're going to see, you know, fruit from that. And we saw fruit in our marriage. We saw that people were asking us to be leaders as a married couple. You know, not just Brian or not just me, but mm-hmm. together. They could wow. see that we were unified and they wanted us to do things, you wow. know, to lead people. And so that was really big. So wow. that helped to see to see that through. Yeah.
0: That no, yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, like, I, I'm just amazed at... How much God got done, you know, that season.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, Brian and I were just talking last night and I said, how long ago was that? Like five years? And it's only three years ago. Wow. All this has happened. And, you know, we're going through even a time right now. uh, But that time, I feel like even though we were spiritually thriving, when we look back, we were still, part of us was just trying to survive and get through. And now when we go through seasons, we can handle it so much better, yeah. and we can see what to do differently. And um, but yeah, just three years ago, feels like a lifetime ago. Wow! But apparently, I had Malachi. So yeah, I've forgotten about him. but you Forgot about that baby he, that you he was had, there <laughs> that you had just had. <laughs> wow.
0: Um. So just kind of like just wrapping up a little bit. What. Well, I want to ask a few more questions. What would um what would you say you learned personally the most through all the financial strain and have learned?
1: That 100% God is our provider. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't look even though we know that a job can provide money. And that God will give Brian a good job and an opportunity, but that God is going to provide everything and that, and we still have to remind ourselves, okay, when we get a little bit of money here and there, like, oh, thank you so much for this job. Or if there's an option or, um, a job opportunity, I tend to get really excited, like, oh, finally. Our oh. Savior has arrived. Yes, it's the job. <laughs> Here it is. And and I realized that's not, you know, it's not the job that I, mm. I need to be so thankful for. I mean, I'm thankful for it, but not that I need to be relying on it, but mm-hmm. that I am 100% relying on God. And And I've noticed that every decision that we make now goes straight to prayer, mm. even the smallest ones, where I used to think, okay, I can decide some of these on my own. Mm. I don't need God to decide every single one. Some of these I don't need to bother God with, you know, but every single thing, if we receive $20, okay, God, what do you want us to do with this 20 bucks? You know, where normally I'd be like, sweet, 20 bucks, I can do whatever I want with it. But now everything has a purpose. So the $2 I have, what do you want me to do with this? Do you want me to give it? Do you want me to spend it? And, and I think it sounds to people tedious, but it just has come so naturally that I don't even realize it sometimes. Like, all right, who do you want me to bless? How do you want me to bless them? And um, my mind is changing from, okay, if I go here, hopefully somebody will bless me. Hopefully somebody will do something for me. But that it's it's us that are needing to bless. Even if we can't bless financially right now, Mm -hmm. that we can bless other people in other ways. And mm-hmm. and I do believe that we will be able to bless financially. Yeah. But um right now we are to bless others in in a different way and that's fine. And so yeah, he he provides everything and I want to do every thing that I do, I want it to be what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Every little tiny thing. Mm-hmm. So and it and it has become just very natural and yeah. trying to listen and hear what we're supposed to be doing. Wow. So did that answer that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I think you guys are, I don't want to say, I mean, you guys just are like pioneers in some ways in America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like people go to like Heidi and Roland Baker went to Mozambique right. and they were homeless and you know, all that. it was kind of like, oh, well that's in Africa, you know, <laughs> but like over here, that's just not how things are done. Yeah. But like to really forsake all and follow him in you know even devoting every dollar that comes through your family to him in that way that's pretty profound and and pretty convicting honestly for me just because it's just not how i think and i think i would do well to you know really really ask god to like Help me step up my game with that because yeah. I do trust him with finances, but you know, I just, I think the reliance can so easily fall back on like, Oh, there's a savings there. Or there's this, or this, right. That, which is not, it's not bad at right. all, but it's just not our provider. Exactly. So, and we do so much to just like ensure that we don't have to face that place of not having, you know, I mean, we right. do a lot. We got insurance, we got savings, we mm-hmm. got this, we got investments, we got, you know, I mean, we are like the kings and queens, <laughs> of, but it's really like, are we protecting our lives or are we protecting our comfort or what are we, what are we, what are we protecting there? Yeah.
1: You know, and, and where's our mind? I think that's been so big for us with the kingdom mindset is that we've realized things that are just ingrained in us that aren't part of the kingdom. Yeah. It's part of the world. And, and, you know, saving money is not bad, but hoarding that money, are we mm-hmm. saving money or are we hoarding money? Cause mm-hmm. we don't just in case God doesn't yeah. come through, yeah. you know? And, um, and so that's been, that's been big for us wow. and, You know, and and it's again, it's not for everybody to be taken down to this low level. And but for us, I see it as such an honor that God took us down to this place where there was absolutely nothing to where now we can see every single thing that comes in is such a gift and every single thing that we are given is just a gift from him. Mm -hmm. And that's what we remind the girls every day. Is, mm. This is a gift. And when we pray at night, thank you so much for our, our blankets and mm. you know these things that we just didn't even have. Mm. And um, and we are, it is a gift from you. It is, it is you providing for us, whether it's through somebody else, a blessing from somebody else, but it is him providing for us. And what an honor it is to be used in this way. Mm. And um, it's going to be such an honor to bless people you know, it's what we've really learned is that it's not a bad thing. And people think it's a bad thing to, oh I, oh, I need to help this family. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're down and they're, you know, really low income. So I should help them because I'm a good person or, or even God's telling me to help them. Like, oh, I feel so bad for them. But that's, what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be taking care of each other. Mm. That's what we're called to do. It's not a negative thing. It's a great thing. You know, it's an honor to do that for other people. It's a kingdom thing. It's a kingdom thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's nothing to look down on people for, but it is, it is so honoring to be able to do that for somebody Mm -hmm. and, and we're learning to receive that from somebody Mm -hmm. because it, it was embarrassing at first. Mm. But now to receive that, what an honor. Thank you, God, for thinking of us yeah. and knowing this is exactly what we needed. Yeah. And showing my kids this is exactly what we prayed for. And now you're giving it to us mm-hmm. and they get so excited. Look what God did. Mm. God gave us the money that we needed or God gave us all these groceries. Look at all these things that God's doing for us. And so it's just so powerful mm. for them to see all these things. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. So now, would you speak just briefly to the people who maybe are listening, who are going through a financial struggle in their family? What would you say to someone if you were sitting across the table from them and just to encourage them? Okay.
1: Uh, To not be discouraged. And (laughs) I think that is so easy to say, but... I feel like I have a you know you sometimes you have a right to say things cuz you've been through yeah, it and so we're currently in it still right now and so to not be discouraged and even though those discouraging days come mm-hmm. that God uses every single moment for his glory and that nothing is wasted mm-hmm. and so God will provide and it will be so much bigger than what we could ever imagine and that use this time of struggle of this wilderness time, to honor Him, to praise Him, to be thankful. and That's just something that we know is so important, is to praise Him through these times. So that when you do come out of it, you're so proud of yourself, because you didn't complain the entire time. But God is so proud of you. Like, Mm. you stuck with it. I'm proud of you that you didn't just complain the entire time. And I mean, there's going to be moments of complaining and frustration. But to speak life into your circumstances and to know that it's not forever. Mm -hmm. This is not going to be your entire life. It is just during this time and you will make it through and you will be on the other side of this. You will be so abundantly blessed and just excited Mm -hmm. and your heart will be changed. Your eyes will be changed to see things that you never would have seen before Mm -hmm. because of what God allowed you to go through. And, um, so, yeah, it's good. It's exci- It's actually exciting.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: if you can look at it that way, it's very exciting because it means God's using you and preparing you for something bigger. Yeah. And if you're just if you're not doing anything, then what are you being prepared for? Yeah. But if you're allowing God to use you, He wants to do something bigger with your life, mm-hmm. which is really cool.
0: Yeah.
1: No, so yeah.
0: That's good. Well, thanks, Cindy.
1: You're welcome. (laughs) You're awesome.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. Please check out our website at homeinspired.org for more resources. And if you want to connect with me in person, email me at Naomi at homeinspired.org. Thanks again.